Hey, welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today we're going to be answering the question, when should I allow my kids to watch PG-13 movies? Never, unless it's a war movie. <laughs> <laughs> From Pastor Michael. Yes, yeah. Well, PG-13 doesn't even mean what it used to mean years ago. So right now, though, mm. it does say that it might include stronger language, extended violence, possible sexual situations, and maybe even drug use. Mm. So with every movie, the content is going to be different. It doesn't mean all those things are going to be in it. Might be one or two, but those are kind of the possible things that we might see. So I started going back and watching movies from the 80s. So I am at the time of this recording, I'm 41 years old, and I grew up with The Great Outdoors and Back to the Future and a handful of other movies like that. And in my brain, I mean, I was like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, I'm watching these. And so I go back and I've been watching some of them. They are so crass. Yes. I am struck. Karate Kid, I'm like, man, this kid's, this little kid's a jerk. Number one. I know. And number two, I'm like, he's cussing all the time. I, I know. had no recollection. I remember being like a kid in the eighties, like a young kid. Being allowed to watch it. I'd go to the theater and then we would make these karate kid like bandanas. Mrs. Gale. She was awesome. Yeah. My best friend's mom. And and she made these karate kid bandanas and we put little designs on, whatever. <laughs> now I go back and I'm like, Mom. Why do you watch this? I judge you. I judge you. <laughs> yeah, I would never let my kids watch this stuff. I, I do that all the time. I flip through Netflix and I'm like, I remember this being right. such a good movie. And then I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Like the three musketeers. I was like, oh, no. skip, yes. skip. I just, we literally about three months ago, just turned that on. I'm like three musketeers. How bad could it be? Oh my word. It was so, <laughs> so bad. Not good. So uh, I do think remembering uh, that even in the eighties and nineties, it, it does, it did not mean what it means now. And even now one of the possibilities, and this is very, very interesting. Extended sex scenes. Now there's no nudity, mm. but the idea of that, like even just being a part of what my 13 year old or my 10 year old is plausibly watching. Yeah. Uh, I, I have just found as I watch PG 13 movies, I am largely uncomfortable with any of my kids watching most of them. Yeah. And I, I, again, there is this old Christian distinction that war movies are okay because they're war movies. It's different. It's not gratuitous violence. It's actual real, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Again, um, I, I just found that if if PG thirteen is on there, expect lots of language, expect drug abuse and drug use, and um, probably expect there to be at least a couple sex scenes. Um, no nudity, but you got to expect that. So yeah. I put that into categories. Like I, I'm not a guy who's like PG thirteen out. Do your research, think about it, but just understand that yeah, that's there. All right, so <clears throat> two facts. That are, I think, applied to about 99% of movies. I'm not going to say 100 because that's too broad. Right. So fact number one, in, in the physical realm, movies are designed to make money. Like nobody's making them for free. Yeah. Right? So you have to understand that the movie makers have an agenda. Now, I don't know what percentage of movies are Christian movies. We're going to go like 1% or less, and that might even be generous. So understand that yeah. almost every PG-13 movie that you watch has a larger agenda, and that is Secular. to make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, when you're trying to make money, you're going to be marketing, and you're going to create a film that expresses the values of the age group or demographic that you are are creating it for. Mm-hmm. Very few people are designing movies for moral, kind-hearted, sweet, generous people. Yeah. They're they're designing movies to make money and typically they're they are I would say often, not always, often um playing into some of our more base instincts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, our desire for sexuality, our desire to see dark situations, our curiosity about mm, things. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm just putting that out there. Be aware that the goal is not to shape your child to the image of Jesus. It is to get your child to want to watch that and typically by playing into base parts of their nature. Mm. That's number one. Number two is to understand and, and Okay, maybe 90% of movies for the first one. Let's let's be even more generous. Yeah. I'm going to give 99% though to the second one. Uh behind the, behind every movie uh, is the prince of the power of the air who is at work forming cultures. Mm. And the most strategic way to form culture is by forming entertainment. Mm. Now, he's going to be subtle as he always is and he's going to create movies that are morally good but actually are anti-biblical. And there are a whole bunch of things that the world calls good and moral that scripture calls sin. Mm. And so all of these bad ideas are going to be masqueraded as good ideas and they're going to be put in front of our children because the evil one knows this principle. Uh, what entertains you forms you. Mm. The end of the day, um, what entertains you is going to shape the person that you are. And he knows if he can put entertainment in front of you, it will inevitably shape you. You don't shape the movie. The movie is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the movie shapes you. So I think for parents understanding kind of those two principles, uh, it's not about your kids. It's about money. And the prince of the power of the air is using the most strategic mechanism that he has, which is entertainment. Okay. The verse is Philippians 4.8. My wife calls this the gateway verse. And she said, think, she says, think about your brain like it has a gate to it. Well, what's able to get past the gates? And so this is the text that mm. um, she'll sit down with any young person or adult and say, can it pass the gate test? And Paul says, finally, brothers, whatever is true. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, uh, I like this one, commendable, like, you should watch this. Mm -hmm. uh, this is good. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so you think about what entertains you. And so this is the gateway. Um, does it kind of pass this, this test? And I think there is a broad range of movies that pass this test and they can be good and whatnot, but let's, let's just give some practical advice and, mm -hmm. and help you think through this. Have I, as the parent, done the research on the movie? Um, I'm going to give a shameless plug to Plugged In, Focus on the Family, uh, design this website, and they have people who watch every movie, listen to every CD, and these people, I just appreciate them so much, and they give detailed feedback on language, sexuality, drug use, all of the categories that you'd be concerned about, spiritual content, and they identify explicitly everything that is in almost every movie. I think <clears throat> in all the years that I've had kids, which is 13, um, I've probably only found two movies that my kids have wanted to watch that have not been unplugged in. Hmm. So that's how... like copious the, the information is there so do your research go to plugged in excellent christian website that helps you process through through it, it, it i mean everything mm -hmm. so good number two should my child handle this once you're able to see some of the content in the movie i think this is a fair question like is this something an eight-year-old should carry mm. i think a lot of times like the answer is no uh, should my child hear that many curse words in one two hour period of time? Mm. Would I let them sit there and eat popcorn and watch Uncle So and So say that many curse words? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so you just think about like, is this something they should have to carry? There's a third question is, which is, can they carry it? Yeah. So there, I mean, 
I was seven years old. It was 1987. It was Halloween night. Or it was Devil's Night, sorry, October 30th. Um, the next day was Halloween. And I come down the stairs. It's like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. My dad's watching a horror movie. Uh, my dad was not a believer at the time. And it, I mean, again, I'm seven years old. So it's not the worst thing that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. And and the way our family room was set up, I could peek around the corner. And then his I would be facing the back of the chair, which would be then facing yeah. the TV. And so <clears throat> vividly, vividly remember, there's a person in bed. I cons- just consider how this like impacted me. A vampire comes out from underneath the bed. Oh, no. <laughs> Worst case scenario. That was horrible timing. For real. Right. You never went to sleep for the next eight years then. Is We're not done. Ended? Okay. The vampire tries to kill the person in bed. The person takes a cross, sears it into the vampire's <laughs> forehead, the vampire dies, and I'm sitting there. My dad has no idea whatsoever. And I'm sitting there like, okay. Well, let me just tell you, until I was like, I don't know, 39 years old, my limbs to this day do not hang, hang over the, the bed. The bed. Oh <laughs> this like, is serious. No, we do. But at the same time, that's funny, but we need yeah. to be super cautious about letting now. in. Right now you laugh. <laughs> yeah, right? And even now, like sometimes my leg hangs over the bed. I'm like, nope, not happening at all. Yep. And sometimes you can gauge as a parent, you know, after yeah. they watch a movie and yeah. then they're like, I have a son that will like process and he'll keep going and keep going afterwards. And I was like, it was too much for you yeah. because you can't, you can't just let it go. You yeah, know, when, when their little brains cycle, well, what about this? And what about that? And how do you do that? Yeah. It's like, okay. You know, and, and sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes you get caught into something you didn't see it coming. It yeah. happens to everybody. Like, yeah. I really don't have a lot of condemnation for parents. I'm just more like... If you have the ability to do a little bit of like study beforehand mm-hmm. and you're probably going to take the aggregate information of all the things that they've watched and the things that kind of lingered unnecessarily yep. and, and just understand, I'm going to go back to a, pr- a point I made earlier. The evil one has designed media to capture your kids and to form them. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that we are the primary formers of their mm-hmm. minds and their hearts yep. and we are the gateway uh, that does not let things that are not honorable or pure into their into their brains. Yes. Uh, a nine or ten or a thirteen year old does not have the ability to process the gruesome nature of war. Mm. They just don't, mm-hmm. uh, and so we gotta we gotta help them with that. Uh, a fourth question uh, is who's watching it with them, mm. and I, I just think it's important. Like if there is something that comes up, who's the person processing? And then I think this is the last question. I think even this could be a great one. Just forget everything I said. Is this something that I want my kids entertained by? Because again, what entertains them forms them. And again, like, would you let, I don't know, would you let my kids come to your house and watch this movie? Would mm-hmm. you be proud to tell me, hey, I let your kids watch this movie. It was really exciting. There was like 13 F-bombs, no big deal. Seven heads chopped off. It's fine. Yeah. Is this something I really want them entertained by? So yeah. there's a lot there, but I, if you pull all of this back, moms and dads were the gateway. We are the protectors. Nothing gets to our kids unless it goes through us. And we have to take that really seriously because the evil one hates them. He wants to corrupt them. I I imagine the field day that he had in my little seven-year-old brain in 1987 on October 30th. You know, like mm. the fact that that date and that age is seared into my brain tells you the impact that that can have. Yeah. And uh, again, to this day, will not sleep with my <laughs> limbs over the bed. Super powerful yeah. and a good word to all of us parents to keep being intentional, keep pressing on. It's a big job to be a parent, but mm. it's worth our intentionality. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Pastor Michael. Yeah. Next time we're going to be talking to the husbands about what men really want. <laughs>